Welcome to Oliver's Legacy Podcast, a podcast about male bereavement and mental health following the loss of a child. We'll also be discussing hobbies and interests, not limited to but including gaming, TV and film. Join me, Warren Morris and Neil Larson as we take you on a journey of what challenges we face in our daily lives. Hello and welcome to the first instalment of Oliver's Legacy Podcast. My name is Warren Morris and I'm Oliver's dad and joining me as co-host is Neil Larson, dad to Lexi. For those who haven't seen the separate podcast about Oliver's story, I'll give a quick backstory to what happened. Oliver's pregnancy was a difficult one with his mum getting a medical condition called preeclampsia. This resulted in him being born about 27 weeks. He was born on the 14th of June and sadly died following complications 19 hours later on the 15th of June. So uh, basically, Neil um, hasn't done any podcasts on his story yet. So welcome, Neil. Thanks, Warren. It's uh, it's good to have uh, your co-host in this one, mate. Uh, good to be here with you, man. Yeah. Um, so basically, man, just, you know, if you want to tell us about uh, your story and Lexi. Yeah, I mean, everything with uh, Lexi was going quite swimmingly up until about 20 weeks. Um, once I got to the 20 week mark, I noticed a bit of an anomaly on Lexi's cord. Um, a few scans here and there later, but I told you, don't worry, everything will be fine. It was seen as it's a rare condition, but the success rate and you know, mortality rates 100% again. You're going to live, you're going to be fine. Yeah, all right, no problem. I got to 28 weeks, uh, my wife at the time. She went for a typical midwife scan and the couldn't find a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he went down, picked her up to the hospital just there where they confirmed that she uh, had passed away. It's 28 weeks. Um, turns out to be down to, down to the anomaly that they found that that was part of it, I believe. Along with a Wharton's jelly deficiency, that's uh, what the post-mortem discovered. So yeah. she was born. Uh, she was born arse first. So I was like to say arse first. Um, on December twentieth, twenty sixteen, um, very early in the morning. And, and, you know, we all say this. You all say this yourself, aren't she? Was she was stunningly beautiful. She was perfect in every single way. All of that would have been the same. Man. Yeah. And to be fair, I've seen pictures of Oliver, and he was a stunning little man. I don't know where you guys look from, definitely wasn't his dad. Um, I'm not even going to comment on that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that, that's Lexi's story in a nutshell, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's crappy, isn't it? But it's like, it's how we met each other. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a funny one to find out. We obviously met through a charity online. Um, and you know we kind of hit it off straight away. We decided to have a bit meet up, and you know we got on really well. Just it was just natural, like I'd known you all my life. Yeah. And I think it was a it was about a year after we, our first meeting, I discovered that um, another charity in the northeast who do memory boxes for for like brief children, like we got one, you got one for Oliver. Uh, they put a post on with Lexi's name on, sitting you know, under the angel, born sleeping, etc. And there, one of the first comments 
was a Mr. Warren Allen Morris. I <laughs> <laughs> just like, dude, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it was one of them things, mate. I, I, I actively spent my time, as grim as it sounds, looking online for announcements like that and leaving people, you know, little messages and little things like that, that you know, they might not, like, appear to be much, but, you know, just to have somebody else yeah, mentioning something or saying something sometimes it can make all the difference. It does. It's, and I think to anybody who hasn't been through this before, that does sound incredibly grim. And it yeah. sounds weird. It's... What are you doing that for? Why? But you're right, you know, once you've been through it, those little things, you know, we, you know, we, during the time in the hospital, we spent a lot of time on Facebook. Because um, you, you just needed to kill your brain cells, let's be fair for a bit. And yeah. the amount of, you know, we looked through every message that we got and every little message meant the world, you know, and especially from strangers. That yeah. was the one, like, people like yourself, like, it just meant such and it was so weird, man. And, uh, God, I mean, I can say this as well. I hope you don't mind. But I mean, since I've got to know you, you have you have been quite a big advocate in the northeast. I mean, how many radio interviews have you done now? It's been a good couple. Yeah, I've done I've done two on the BBC Newcastle. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's, it's like talking to a mini celebrity. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's, uh, it's it's crazy because like you know it's it's not unique either because like obviously you you know I've got other like angel dads and that friends and yeah. the, the experience is similar you hit it off straight away. It's like you yeah, share, it's... you share something so grim, you yeah. know, and and something that is completely not natural in life at all because no parent should ever bury the child. No, and, never know. But out of that just comes the most honest friendships. Yeah, because let's be fair, we don't hold back on anything. That's, no, no, we don't. You, you know, there's there's people ask me do you can say anything, especially I think with angel dads as well. It's you know, lads and lasses deal with things differently, and yeah. they always have to. I think you need you need the, like other angel dads around you. It's just it, you can you know what they're going through. They know what you're going through. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine saying to your mates, just in general, who haven't been through this, right? My heart right now is breaking. They're going to rip you, man. You know, let's be fair. That's what they'll do. Yeah. Because they don't understand it. They're like, well, just get over it. You know, it's yeah, See, it's a death. I, mean, I, I was quite fortunate with my group of friends because I'm, I'm quite selective with friends. Yeah. For, for a really good reason. It's because I've, I've got like trust issues with people because people yeah. let you down. Um, so. Thankfully, during all this, I don't think any because I had I had my best friend and his wife actually turn up at the hospital to hold Oliver. Wow! Um, one of Oliver's mum's friends turned up to do the same. You know, yeah. it's like you never forget people like that. No, you, you're right. You don't. I mean, um, I mean, when when Lexi was born, it was just you know me, my wife, and close family, like you know, parents. Etc. But one thing I always remember was uh, the day we found out she died, five days, seven days prior, sorry. Might have been so many days prior. I cannot also remember. Uh, but my sister was there. It would be half-sister. Yeah. And we had 
know, we are incredibly close. We're, we're a bit closer now, but we're, it's not your standard brother-sister relationship. We know yeah. it's half-sister, we chat, we see each other, we do, etc. But she was there with her, her son-in-law. They were getting a scan. Yeah. And she found out Lexi died before I did. She was in the room. I was part of the car and having a cigarette. Um, and she found out before I did. And she was amazing. Man. Like, she ran in like every 10 minutes coming in to check on us, making sure we were okay. Like, yeah. see what she could do for us. And there's like little things like that you do not forget. No. Especially, it's... As I said, with all of us, there's those little things, you know, like, yeah. you don't forget them. No, no, you don't. But yeah, I mean, like, do you ever get like anybody tell you like get over it or anything like that? Ah, uh, some some of the stuff that I have read online that have people have said to them. Mm. Um, I think I read something the other day. Somebody had actually been told their um, daughter would be disappointed in the way that they were grieving. Yeah, I saw that. I, um, I think I saw the same page you did. Think, that think- was. Uh, it was just I couldn't. I couldn't There's get no my, words. I can't get my head around it. Like some of the stuff people have said to other people who've lost children is, it's it's sh- nothing short of outright cruelness and just ultimate stupidity, mate. That's all you can put it down. To, ignorance, yeah. ignorance, yeah. and ignorance. stupidity. Because some of the stuff there's just absolutely no excuse for. Totally agree. Right, so we're going to move on to the uh, the next section now, which uh, we're going to talk about uh, mental health following the loss of a child. Which is, yeah, it's uh, it's a fully loaded subject. Actually, I think we could talk about this for hours. Easily. So now that the introductions are out of the way, as I've said, there's one topic really close to my heart that I want to discuss. And that is the absolute mess your mental health is left in after you've lost a child. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, even if you get the right support, I don't think there's any support on this world that will get rid of that mental scarring that's left over. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I think the one thing that really opened my eyes was a few years ago, um, Paul, the former director at Daddies with Angels, he'd, he'd conducted a survey out of like 303 of the members. Um, and I think it was, I think it was around, I think the figures were around 80% had said that their mental health was fine before and roughly the same, like afterwards said it had just absolutely spiraled out of control. I think that's it. It's it's, it's something like this. It's it's bound to, you know, I mean, I've, I've wrote blogs, like I say blogs, I think three or four on like the, the, the effects of the mental health afterwards. Um, and I think out of all of them, um, my, my favorite one that I wrote was the, uh, the big boys don't cry one because yeah, it's, um... it's, it is, it is one thing that resonates is that you are always told as a boy, big boys don't cry. Big boys do cry, dude. Big boys yeah, do. exactly. And it's 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 stuff like that that 
sort of ruins your ability to be able to grieve properly and open up when you do get older. It's true. I mean, the men are always kind of meant to be there to support the partner, aren't they? That's the perceived role. You know, it's like, even in this, I don't know if you found this, but everybody always asked how my wife was doing at the time. Yeah. And that's how you were. How's, oh. well, she's struggling, but hi, so am I. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's crazy. Without going off on a tangent, it is literally, child loss is more of a, a, a female world. Yeah, in, in terms really of, is. I mean, things are getting better. Things are improving for like male support. Um, Definitely, yeah. But like, there's me, yourself. Uh, I know Dan Hill. Um, some some bigger organisations turned us away, and then I, I gave up for a year after that, and then one day stumbled upon Daddies with Angels. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. yeah, we never. You know, I think when we, I don't know if you got the same as I did um, on the day. I guess Lexi was born. Oh, I think maybe even before when we were just sitting in the hospital waiting. It was here's some books. Yeah. And it was all. Well, there was nothing. There was nothing for a dad to read. It's like, well, okay. No. Come in uh, every respect. I mean, just, well, t- touching up on something you said earlier, is the one thing that I do remember, and I didn't remember at the time, it wasn't until like a, a year or two later, mm. is that memory box that we got in the hospital. Yeah. From for Louis. You know, it was like something something so simple and I don't really want to call them simple because them memory boxes are outright amazing. Oh, totally. Um, but at, in the grand scheme of things, it's such a small thing to be given. Mm. But... yeah. It resonates, and it is just the metaphorically the biggest thing that you you get given, like you know, right after your loss. And it was like that stuck with me. And then it went to like a year later, a year or two later, that I'd like seen Fluey online, and I'd seen the memory box, and I'm like, I'm sure we've got one of them. And I'd, I'd looked like where we'd put all of the stuff away, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah, I mean, it's like. I mean, the things that get in there, they are small things, let's be fair, but the meaning behind everything in that box. Yeah, everything's got a meaning in it. It's, it's just, take a little hug. Yeah. Just like, you know, somebody's there, somebody's thinking of you, somebody's, somebody else has been done. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Use this. But yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, um, you know, what? what's your, like, mental health sort of journey been since you know you lost Lexi yeah I mean I think like yourself you, you know yourself when I say this you have good days you have really bad days and there's no time frame on that you know when it first when it first happened you just you don't know what to do your whole your whole head just goes into a complete shutdown anything you are depressed you're lost. You don't know. You don't know where anything is anymore. I, I think one of the, the best phrases I heard to describe it was when somebody walked out of the hospital. There was no colour left in the room anymore. Yeah. All the sounds. Everything had changed. Everything was different. And 
that's kind of best to describe it. Your, your brain just shuts everything down. It's, it doesn't know how to cope with that. And I think I was quite fortunate. I found Daddy's and Angels quite quickly. Um, I think by April, I think I was a member. And I was looking through, I was chatting to yourself and I was chatting to other angel dads. And I, I kind of had that bit of help. Yeah. So it could have been a lot. It could have been a lot worse. Because like I said, when you leave that hospital, you have absolutely nothing as a bloke. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's like looking back since Oliver died versus what I was like before, I don't even recognize myself. No, definitely not. Uh, you, you do become a new person. You, you can literally so have. It, it's crazy. Look, you literally have multiple weeks where, you know, and it sounds grim, but like your personal hygiene levels just slip because you just can't be asked. Yeah, totally agree with you, man. It's, you, 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 it's know, just, it's, you just sit there. You just want to get off the couch. You want to sit back. And, you yeah. know, just even the most yeah. like simple tasks. And then obviously you tie all this in, like. Obviously, from my perspective, I've got, obviously, you know, we were fortunate enough to have Evelyn, Oliver's uh, sister after, you know. But you, you throw in child loss and then a rainbow. And, and the concept of rainbows is a lot of people think, you know, having another child replaces your loss and makes things easier. And the only thing it does is distract you. And if anything, I think, to make anniversaries harder as well because if you think every milestone yeah every yeah. milestone that Evelyn hits it's like you know what if yeah exactly you know um, what would Oliver be doing now what yeah exactly be? it's so when people say you know because we'll go back to like people saying stuff to like angel parents you know when are you going to try again and it's at like, least you know you can get pregnant yeah, and it's like, you know, doing that, you know, it's not like you switch a magic switch and, you know, a new child comes along. Aye, yeah. you get distracted. You don't forget about them. You get distracted because, you know, you've got a newborn. Yeah, definitely. And then you've got a one-year-old, a two-year-old, you know. Evelyn's currently five and, you know, autistic. So you've got all that to throw into the mix. And it's like, how could any of that improve anything? <laughs> exactly. It, it compounds all the grief. And makes it ten times worse, in my opinion. But I totally agree. The thing is, no matter what happens from that day that you walk out of the hospital, you are a new person. Yeah. There's no going back to the original. You. That's they are as you know dead as well. They are gone. They will never come back. And all that happens is, yeah, okay, you have a rainbow, but it's still a rainbow, not to who you were. It's somebody who you are now. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, change. It affected my ability to be able to uh, to sort of bond with my daughter. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I think it took me. It took me. I mean, we've talked about this a great length. It took me at least a year. I'm not even ashamed to admit it. No, doesn't be ashamed. Um, no, for that, it's, it's understandable. It, it took me a year to sort of bond with her because I was petrified something bad was going to happen. Yeah, I and think it's crazy because I remember. I remember like every single second of Evelyn's pregnancy as well. Oh yeah, you know it was. It was traumatizing, actually. I can only imagine, especially when you got up to that 27 weeks mark, what that must have been like, man. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that destroyed me, mate. I'm not going to lie. That that ruined me. No, I mean, it's just... 
I mean, how you didn't just tell her that? I was like, get him out, like, get him out, get him out, get him out now. Just well, that's she was born a few weeks earlier than she should have been, but that's yeah. basically how she was born because um, Evelyn's mum started, you know, seeing the signs of the preeclampsia coming back. Yeah. Told the doctors that she wanted to have her delivered, and the doctors basically turned around and said, "Well, she'll be in intensive care if you do." Well, you know, there couldn't have been any wrong, any more wrong if they tried, mate, because she was born and came straight out of the ward, and we were home two days later. Yeah, that's Evelyn for you, though. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. Yeah, absolutely, mate. But yeah, it's just, it just. I think that's you. just. Just leaves you a former shell, doesn't it? Of who you used to be. Yeah, that's it. See, there's you know, you things you used to find joy in, don't find joy in that anymore. No. So you know, it's, I remember for like for the rest of the time I was with my wife after the loss, we couldn't go to certain restaurants anymore. We couldn't go to certain places anymore, just because she couldn't go. But obviously, don't get me wrong, I supported that. God, it was fine. Yeah. Um, but just so many different things. It's like you just can't physically do it. Yeah, You're just not it's... mentally strong enough to do it. See, the, the, the one trigger that always, always, always set me off, and there weren't that many actually, I was quite, I was quite like, all right with that, is when Evelyn started nursery, there was a yeah. little boy in a class called Oliver. And like you'd hear the, you know, the, the parents shouting his name and that, and it absolutely broke me every single time for at least a year it's understandable that, that yeah I could never get used to it mate for over a year I, I still weren't used to it my heart sank every time I heard it even now if I hear the name Lexi it your heart sinks especially if it's like somebody quite young you're like yeah what if you know she should be here now yeah it's, it's just it's crazy isn't it way of life now, for our next segment, we're going to discuss the various platforms out there that we found support from following the loss of our children. So, the, I think the biggest one for me to talk about, obviously, is going to be Daddies with Angels. Yeah. Um, back, back then, I stumbled across them by accident. I mean, the, there's a lot more stuff around now pointing people to them. Um a lot more can be found out about Daddy's Doing Angels from um, there's going to be another podcast going out alongside this um, where I did an interview with the, one of the directors from there. Um, so it was a it was an interesting conversation. I've known Dan for a few years, so but he took over when Paul sadly uh, died the other year. Yeah, it's a good guy, Paul. Dad's lovely as well, lovely blonde. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean. The, the way Daddies with Angels works and has always worked is it's, you know, there's there's Facebook groups. There's a families group, which is mixed. Um, yeah. And then there's a dad's group, which is, I mean, we've got dad's granddad's in there, uncles. It's just men only. Um, yeah. When Daddies with Angels first started out, though, it was the families group. It was a fully mixed group. And then as more men joined, obviously, Paul decided, you know, rightfully so, to give them their own separate space. Because, yeah, I think that's it's needed. Let's be fair, yeah. isn't it, you know? Men can talk to other men about child loss. The struggle to talk to their own partners about it, though. Yeah, that's the problem. I think. Yeah, but um, yeah, they've they've won 
several awards. It's not about the awards. It never has been, but the recognition of everybody's hard work because it is staffed fully by volunteers. No wages, nothing. Any money has always gone through, you know, postage and printing costs and stuff that you'd expect as well. Absolutely fantastic organisation. Um, and I mean, I, I couldn't meant it's like you know you, you think back to the people that have supported you um and it's like you, you try and make a list but then you you know you wonder if you've missed anybody out it's okay. yeah it's it's crazy but you know i had help from so many people through daddies with angels like people that were affiliated with it uh luan rimmer who ran Angel Parents UK and currently runs uh, Handmade with Love for Angels Babies, which is the uh, the knitting stuff that they, that they send and supply to hospitals. Um, there's uh, Kerry-Ann, uh, Kiara Curran, David Monteith, um, all all the lads at Daddy's with Angels as well. Um there's just some really, really, really decent people out there as well. And I've I've probably missed one or two people, but it's like it's it's so hard to remember everybody. I think that's it. Daddy's with Angels it is a huge group now. It's it's quite it is quite large yeah. comparison. The people that do that do help, they're always there and it was it was it's crazy though because like one person besides yourself that had class as a really close friend is uh, Jamie. Yeah, I met, I met him through Daddy's with Angels, and we we hit it off as friends because both our angels were called out with them. Yeah, and that, it's those small things, though, isn't it? You, you know, know what a strange thing to connect over though. And Jamie's a lovely guy. I've spoken to Jamie a couple of times on like messages and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I've got a. I think Jamie's on about wanting to come on and do uh, tell all his Oliver's story at some point as well, which will be great. Oh God, that'll be a long one. Aye, it can. Uh, it's a bit like Dan can talk for England. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean the thing is, you do you meet some great people through Daddy's with Angels. So, like I say, I found you guys and a few months after Lexi, and see that's how we hit it off. We become friends through that. And, Speaking to Paul, and you know, I never—I know you got to meet him, and I never got to meet the man, but it was always planned to. Um, you know, through through message, I would always have a bit of a chat, bit of back. And yeah, it was—it is, you know, it was a great organisation. I mean, I did leave for a while, and I think it was—I think a lot of people kind of left the same time as me because Paul meant so much. To everybody there, yeah, you may not was... meet the guy. You never met him, but you I mean, knew he had. I, I volunteered for Daddies with Angels, um, as like the main graphics designer and some other stuff on the side. And I only ever actually met Paul in person once. But when he turned up at my house, it was like you know, it was like speaking to an old friend. Yeah. I can imagine, yeah. And he was that kind of guy. You know, the the sad reality is, like before he found out he was he was sick, I was I was already planning on like stepping down for a while because I had a lot going on in my personal life and everything was getting on top of me. Um, Then obviously he got really really ill, and I kind of had to put that on hold. And then you know, 
sadly after he died and that, um, I kind of just hit the deck and I was like, I've just, I've, I've got to step away from stuff. And I think I stepped away properly from child loss stuff for about a year. Yeah, I think you need to have a bit of a break. Don't you? It's really yeah. it consumes your life, and it does consume your life. Like, so, some people choose not to do, not to have a break, and that when they really should. Um, mm. But I couldn't, I couldn't function anymore if I didn't. Well, that's it. I mean, from from Narnia, the amount of work you were doing, it was, it wasn't like oh, I'll just do a little bit here and there, a half hour. Like I helped out with graphics every once in a while. Yeah, um, you lived breathed DWA and anything you could do you, it was always I can do this for DWA I can do this for DWA and I think and you did take a lot on you know I think you desperately needed that break you know, yeah you, I kind of just threw mis- it's time. like some people throw themselves into the work I threw myself into that because yeah it was it was easier than facing reality sometimes if I kept my mind busy it's that distraction isn't it it's, yeah I think that's how I was supposed to try to do things. It's like, ah, if we can, if we can focus on something else, push yeah. push what's affecting us to the back of our minds, then, yeah, yeah. If we can get through this, we can do it. I mean, the uh, the, the current team has got at DWA, though, uh, absolutely outstanding after speaking to Dan the other day for his interview. Yeah, I had a listen to that earlier on, and it sounds... But who kind of supported you in the early days then? Um, so again, I think the first, first lot that helped me, and obviously I think with yourself as well, but forgetting about it was uh, for Lewis. Yeah. You know, for, for Lewis, they were, you know, they were brilliant. We, um, you know, see, we got that memory box, um, which, which kind of comes with a bunch of little things. You get a couple of little teddy bears, one for you, one for your child. Uh, we like a candle, you know, get options to be clear prints, stuff like that. And that memory box meant a lot. I mean, we did a quite a bit of fundraising for for Lewis when we when you know, we could, and you know, we had um, I think we had a collection box for the Matt Lexi's funeral. Um, yeah, just kind of just to kind of buy some memory boxes in her name, you know. Um, you know, we the followers do have a yearly charity ball gala. Um, and I've been to the you know, went the first one after Lexi died, we got a we got an invite to that, uh, just because of how much we did help fundraise. Um, and we went the one a year later as well. I think you came with us to that one as well, Warren. Yeah, yeah, me and uh, all of his mum came, didn't we? Yeah, it was a, it was you know, it's a great night. You know, it's got lots of auctions on. Good bit of scran, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, you're surrounded by people who understand oh, the, what you're the, 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 There are, I throw a really good uh, good balder for Louis. Oh, yeah. Definitely, I might have to go to the next one, depending on if it goes ahead with this little, uh, little virus going around. Let's just see if it does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, speaking of fundraising, I, do, uh, I, mean, I think, you know, a lot of us, I think me and you both did a bit of Fundraising in the past, haven't we, Mister Morris? Yes. Yeah, let's. let's the virus has popped ahead. Yeah, let's, uh, that that Boxing Day uh, fundraising was interesting, mate. I'll tell you that now. Yeah. If was you'd it? have told me several years ago, I'd have been crawling into the ocean on Boxing Day. I'd have laughed at you. Yeah. 
Because to me, to be fair, I mean, Warren, as I said, Warren threw himself into DWA quite a bit, especially with fundraising. And one day he comes up and he says, oh, Neil, great idea for you. What are you doing on Boxing Day? Well, Warren, not much, to be honest with you. We'd only spend it at the in-laws. Ah. Well, I've signed us up to do the Boxing Day dip in time, Rob. But the coming collectors will go down, we'll do it together. <laughs> well, you really signed me up. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll both do it just for the ocean. It's only going to be freezing cold. You'll be fine. Yeah, I was off for a week after that one, Warren. <laughs> it was, but the thing is, so, that, that was a big part of it. It's a good laugh. We, we, I really enjoyed it. There's, there's actually video evidence and photographic evidence out there as well of it. Yeah, well, might uh, put that in the description. We'll see what oh, happens. Coming uh, from somebody who suffers with Reynards, who really has bad blood circulation, and I, I, I get numb fast. I, it took me all day to reheat back up, mate. Yeah, man. I mean, do you know somebody actually they took seriously ill that year? Yeah. With pneumonia. It's, um, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not surprised. I, I am genuinely amazed. I'm still alive, if I'm honest with you, because I thought that was me done that day. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong; it was a good laugh. Um, it's one of those things. I think that's what fundraiser gets you know. Just, you know, yeah, you're doing something a bit painful, yeah. I guess. In this way, with this, we are. See, it's a bit embarrassing. That day, the moment I realised I'd absolutely screwed up was when the water got to my knees and I couldn't feel my feet anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed a bit before that when we were running around in the circle pretending to be reindeer. I think that's what I noticed. <laughs> I forgot about that bit. <laughs> so hang on, something's not right here. Yeah, it's a bit cold. Let me shorts. My t-shirt. Actually, I've still got the t-shirt. I remember you, you. You went hard cool. You went hard score, mate, because I, I turned up in a pair of scuba trunks, didn't I? Yeah, you turned scuba trunks. I just turned up in like, to, so to, to try insulate myself a little bit. Go and do it, do it properly. Yeah. You see, somebody there, some people there just wearing speedos. You're like, hang on a sec. <laughs> yeah, like the, the fancy dress, the speedos, and everything else. But yeah. no, it was a, it's something I'll look back on and remember though, because it was, it was actually really fun. <laughs> oh, it was really fun. It's something I'll definitely never forget. I can't tell you that. It was, uh, yeah. And yeah. it was worth it because yeah. it was we quite can a bit. always do it again this year. I might be busy, man. <laughs> I've got a feeling there. Me too, maybe. Yeah, I've got a feeling I might be elsewhere. Um, (laughs) uh, Oh, I have got one closer to home now. Uh, Now where I live, there's about a bit closer. Yeah, it's like a mile down the road is the nearest one now. I just turn up at your house with a horse pipe, mate, and just like (laughs) close you down. That would be better. That would have been so much better. (laughs) Yeah. So is the uh, you've mentioned obviously for Louis and that yeah. was there uh, was there any other uh, groups or people out there that helped you? I'll be more honest. More, it's a more recent one than one in the past. Um, was Teardrop? Um, yeah. Now they are a Sands affiliated group, I believe, but they are just a volunteers and they are fantastic. For what they yeah. Um, based solely in the northeast, but you know they have. Uh, Two monthly groups, uh, one in Ashington and one in North Shields. 
uh, it was when I'll be honest, it was around the time when my wife left, it kind of you kind of go a bit back to mental health here a bit as well. Like that brought everything flooding back. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a like, it made me more fresh again and I needed that support and I don't like it's one of those ones I think I needed more person to person support. I know like you had a lot going on at that time, so it didn't want to bother you. I thought the yeah. last thing I want to do is bother Warren. So I thought, right, what what can I do? And I see this was open, so I went there and I mean the the team they are brilliant, you know, they are really good. Um, you know, I kinda of, kinda of fault them for what they do. They do the um the walk of light, which I think we'll have to get you to next year or that you'd love it. Um it's at the uh it's a place in Crabbing in the the hills. Well, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Northumberlandia. That's what it's called. Yeah. And you basically walk up to to the room area of Northumberlandia with candles and stuff like that. They'll read out um, the name of your angel and stuff like that. It's like a little group thing. You know, you have a few cuppers as well. And, and I was fortunate enough this year to help them set up and kind of give them a hand. Yeah. Stuff that goes behind it, it's they kind of care so much. It's like it, you know, one light was out of place, and they weren't happy. Like, None of this has to be redone. We need We need to make sure it was perfect. I always highly recommend that walk of light for next year. You would love it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's summer. I know you've mentioned to me before personally, um, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll consider it. Right, so for our last and final section, um, it's a bit of a, a switch up. We're going to discuss our favourite TV shows, movies, and video games. Yeah, this which could is be something fun. something where we're uh, both quite uh, passionate about it. Yeah, I think we, I think we're quite lucky as well. We actually we have played some artists. Mm. Um, I think mine might be a bit more bizarre than yours. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm, I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> you are a very bizarre person. You're a very strange little boy. Yeah. So have you watched? Yeah. Have you watched any good uh, films or TV shows <laughs> recently? Then. Well, movie-wise, I'm going to go for the classic. Yeah. I was browsing through Amazon Prime the other day. Ah, uh, you see, you know, I'll just, sorry to interrupt you, but, no, but go for it, man. Amazon Prime. I, I I got Amazon Prime a while ago, mm. and uh, it's such a con. Dude, totally like you, agree. You pay us. I mean, I know. You, I know. Technically, you're paying for Prime delivery. Yeah. Right. But like most of the decent stuff on there, you've got you to rent. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you massively. It's kind of like a perk of Prime, like Prime delivery. I think what kind of got me. There used to be Love Phone. I believe that's who took up Amazon Prime. Really? I was about to go. I think it was Love Home. Uh, when you see a DVD set up to your back in the day. I mean, I might be wrong. I might be Netflix. I don't know if I was sure. That was its own thing. Um, but yeah, I was clicking through Prime. And I like it. I was fancying a bit of a comedy movie to cheer myself up. And a gem, and I mean gem of a movie, popped up that I had not seen in a long time. Trey Parker and Matt Stone in Orgasmo. <laughs> now, I, is, is this that link you sent me the other day? <laughs> That's it, yeah. 
Yeah, that's very, very, very disturbing. I don't. I'm. I'm not even going to pretend that I'm going to go out and watch it. You need to watch it. The premise of the movie is there's two Mormons going around and they're trying to preach. You know, the the Book of Mormon to get everybody trying to convert. Yeah. And like Mormons do, they get told fuck off. Basically, get the door slammed in the face at every place they go to. Yeah. Now, at the same time, down the road, someone is shooting a porno. Oh. Yeah. So, they're going along, they knock on this guy's door. Oh, God. Um, he sends a security guard out. And he's like, hi, we'd like to share the Jesus Christ with you. Two moments. A bus. Two guys from Jesus. He's like, cut off their balls. <laughs> The guy goes to the door, he's like, I'm going to cut your balls off now. You go, okay, sorry, sorry. And the next thing you know, this huge fight scene happens where Drake Parker, as a woman, kicks the living shit out of all these people. And basically, he then, you know, the director's watches goes, yeah, he'd, he'd be perfect for orgasm. And oh, God. He then becomes the superhero of this movie. And it's all about, like, you know, he's got a wife and she wants to get married to the temple and he's going to pay them just enough to cover that. And he's always going to come to kind of try to keep it a secret. So he's doing this. But they're bringing a stud cock. Oh, but God. he had actual penetration. And, I mean, you, you know, they see the scenes from the other day and it's just, it's so crazy. But it's it sounds dirty than what it is. It's, it's all about the actual build-up of Joe in the movie, this Mormon guy. Yeah. And, like, you kind of become a superhero. And if anybody likes a bit of stupid comedy, if you're a fan of South Park, if you like Trey Parker, you like Matt Stone, and you want to see them in a real live-action movie, I'd highly recommend Orgasmo. It is a fantastic movie. Solid 9 out of 10. You know, it had, it had oh, me God. crying with that at the onset. Brilliant. I'm, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna go check that out. Uh, one day you'll be. I, won't, I, mean, you'll, you'll I don't think I'll ever be that bored, mate. That I'll watch it. Uh, I'll send you more clips. You won't end up watching. No, please don't. Hey, baby. No, I'll, I'll, I'll block you. I don't know how. <laughs> until the next podcast. Yeah, till, till like the day before the next podcast when I need you. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, dude? What you be watching? I've watched quite a few stuff recently, man. I've uh, so I watched Divergent like last year. All right, yeah. Um, and I rewatched that, and then somebody had informed me that there's two more. There's Insurgent, Ooh. and then ah, oh, do you know something? That's really bad. That the last one slipped my mind. It begins with an A. Assertion. It's something like that, actually. It really, it really is. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, the 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 kind of on the same sort of track as um, ah, uh, you know, my mind's gone blank. No. I'm rubbish at this, aren't I? Yeah, dude, <laughs> this is your idea. <laughs> I, I, I know this is this is terrible. Um, ah, what's the? This this is no good. IMDb. Let's just see what this. Diversion's all about. So I've never seen Diversion. I've heard of it before. Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic 
Um, sort of weird-ass take on society where there's different factions and each different okay. faction has a particular place in the world. Oh. Now, I've searched for diversion and I've got diversity. I don't think... Right. So, because, like, you know, I'm ace and I've just Google searched what I meant. Um, yeah. Hunger Games. Oh, right. Okay. Um, it's similar sort of premise, but, like, not... Um, where they pit each other off against each other to kill one another. Um, okay. But it's a series, and that. that's that's it's good. I, I quite I quite enjoy it. Um, what else? What else have I been watching on films? Um, I started like trying to power my way through all the Star Wars movies. Also, um, the question: If you're going to go with Star Wars, I have to ask the the key question. Which order did you watch them in? Did you start with four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, or did you start with episode one and get it out of the way first? Because let's be fair, what is the worst one? Yes, yes, it is, and unfortunately, yes, I sat through and watched one again. Oh. I got up to Revenge of the Sith. Um, I then I now need to go watch. Um, I think I believe it's Rogue One and then Solo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and then I need to watch the original three. And yeah, I've only seen one out of the three new ones. Right, okay. Um, I mean I'll be honest, I've only seen two. So I need to see uh, uh two of the uh two of the newer ones. But I wanna watch them in order. Okay, that I mean, I just um, I think when it comes to Star Wars, don't get me wrong, fantastic movies, great storyline, apart from one. Um but the original three you can't beat the original three. No, you can't. You're right. Absolutely right, mate. The real question is, Star Wars or Star Trek? Ooh, right. Ooh. Old Star Wars, but new Star Trek. Yeah, see, that makes sense. I, I absolutely love both. Like, I couldn't pick if I tried. Yeah, um, they both got the merits. I mean... But if we're... If Star Trek. Yeah, so I mean, like touching up on like TV shows I've watched. Um, a few months back, I got finished with Star Trek Discovery season one and two. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I'd, I mean, I know there's a lot of crit. I mean, the the Star Trek fan base are so critical of everything. It is crazy. I mean, there's no there's no bigger use of the word nerd out there when it comes to yeah. Star but Trek. honestly, Discovery loved every second of it. Right. Um, season three is going to be coming out soon. Cannot wait for it. Um, not going to really try like spoil anything, but from season two there has become a spin-off and there's going to be a new Enterprise show. Okay. Uh, with Captain Pike and um, Spock, both of who were in season two of Discovery. Um, right, that's um, good for continuity. Me and my friend who were watching it, we were like, you know, this would be a really good spin-off. Q three months later, oh, new Star Trek uh, Enterprise um, spin-off coming, and I was like, yes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong with Star Trek. For me, I'll be honest, I will hold my hands up and say I've never watched the TV series. Whether it be Voyager, Enterprise, yeah. Trek, I never watched it. But there was something about the movies. I don't know why. I watched the first one, and I was blown away, man. They've done really well with that, and I think see the no. cast was perfect. 
I don't like the Star Trek films. Is it even now, the new ones? I mean, I like the new ones. The, the last new, the, the, so the last new one, um, quite liked it. Um, yeah. I've never been a big fan of the films, but like on the topic of Star Trek, have you seen Picard? Yeah, actually, I do fancy seeing that, to be honest. So I think I wa- I've, I've, wa- I've watched all that, mate, and it's absolutely amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Star Trek has one of those things. That it's got such a huge fan base. Yeah. The need to make sure with things like Picard, and I think anything new, anything you do with Star Trek, yeah, the director has Well, to I mean, there's, there's loads of stuff out there in the news, so it's not really spoilers, but, like, there's a lot of, like... People spanning like the Star Trek universe who appear in it. I mean, seven and nines in it. Okay. <laughs> Will, William Riker and Deanna Troy are in it. I mean, I'll be honest. When it comes to Star Trek, the only person I really know is Will be. Right. So yeah, um, William Riker was Captain Picard's second in command on the Enterprise. Ah, cool. Um, and he he, he appears in it. Um, Data. Appears in it. Okay. I it's it's really 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 well written and put together, and season two is going to be amazing. Well, there we are. And I know, I know, I know. Season two is going to have Whoopi Goldberg in it <laughs> because yes. Picard. Well, uh, uh, do you know what? That you know when your mind just empties. This is like really embarrassing. On a daily basis, dude. Yeah. But um, yeah, the guy who plays Picard, because I'm really bad at names. Like, how, how bad is this? <laughs> this is embarrassing. Um, uh, sorry for you. Well, it, it it went on one of the talk shows. Whoopi Goldberg works on and invited her to come back. Oh, for season that'd be two. the view. That was that the view. It might. They call it in America. It's like their version of Loose Women. Yeah, I think I think it might have been. I mean, the thing is, it's, I mean, I hope he hands up with this one. This is not. Not so great for a blog to see, but how great is Whoopi Goldberg as an actress, man? She is fantastic. She's got it all. I mean, she's done some great movies back in the day. Sister Act, uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Uh, you know, if you ever saw a movie with Whoopi Goldberg, you know it was going to be a hit. You know? Yeah. Big fan of Whoopi. I talk about stuff from the 80s that came back. Star Trek. Have you watched Cobra Kai? Do you know something? I'm, uh, I think I got partway through season two of that. Yeah. Um, absolutely outstanding, mate. Absolutely, because you introduced me to that. Oh, oh man. Um, just... Season one was great, and season two was like, oh, my God. Yeah, man. Season three is confirmed. Yeah, but for, um... for, for anybody listening who's not seen it, it is basically... A TV version of Karate Kid, and it has the two main actors from Karate Kid. Yeah, Chris came back last season. Yeah, it's well, uh, um, oh. it's a really, really, really great TV show. And honestly, anybody who gets a chance to watch it, put it on your list. That's it. It is apparently going to be getting picked up. So the reason season season three should be out now. Uh, it normally came out around April twentieth. Um, I was reading up on this yesterday or the day before. What I was saying is uh, Netflix or I think it's another company are trying to pick it up. Yeah. Um, more it's than on, likely. It's on it's YouTube Premium, isn't it? Yeah, YouTube Premium. YouTube 
YouTube Red or something like that. Yeah, Not yeah. Red Tube, YouTube Red. Yeah, it's part of YouTube Premium, though, isn't it? You, you get yeah. it done with it, yeah. Yeah, that's... So, yeah, so they're kind of moving over Did to a bigger platform. Did you not Red Tube? Yeah. Oh, man, that's <laughs> terrible. You know, hey, just in case, you know, there's going to be some, you know, rural 37. If it exists, it'll be on Red Tube. Yeah, um, fair point, like. So, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic TV show. Yeah. You know, I hope Netflix do pick it up because it deserves a platform like, like Netflix. Yeah, sure like a there. more widespread platform that yeah. everybody can basically. I heard they're making season one on YouTube free though. Yeah, season one's free um, uh, now, I believe. I thought I'd read somewhere that they're going to be doing the same with season two. They will do. Likelihood is uh, they will do. Um, um, they will obviously make the money off of One that you really do need to make time to check out is Snowpiercer. Okay. Um, so What's basically, there wasn't the it's it's. Derived from a French novel, um, and there was a movie about it um, in 2013, I think. But so basically, the story for it is the world is heating up, and a lot of scientists try to cool it down. But what they do accidentally is freeze the planet. Ooh, okay. Uh, so winter is coming. So basically, rather than so, it's like it's, it's a bit of a modern day twist on the arc, the build. Ah. So basically, they build this train that's a thousand and one carriages long, and once it starts moving, it can't stop, and that's how it powers the whole train. The yeah, um, so it's it's a post-apocalyptic thing because all these rich people mm-hmm. and second and third class have all bought tickets, but then. A lot of the poorer people and the people who couldn't get on the train storm the train at the last minute and they end up living Ooh. in the back section and it's basically called the tail. Um because okay. they get they get referred to as rats by like the first class, second class residents and that. Um, yeah. But the the main the main uh, the main character in it um basically gets taken out because there is a chance for them to progress into different classes. Um, oh, okay. Like some of them will get taken up to be engineers and other and other stuff because obviously you know they need to keep yeah. the train running and everything else. Um, and then the the main guy in it basically gets taken up to solve a murder because he used to be a detective. All oh, right. Okay. So, I'm gonna have to give it a watch. Where can you find that? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. No yeah. So season right, two's already been confirmed, all uh, and they're doing it. They're only releasing every episode weekly, unfortunately. Mm, so play, hey. um, episode four, I think, or five this weekend. Oh. But honestly, there is not many TV shows like that that'll grip my attention. And no, there's totally so good, many yeah. little plot twists and turns. Right, it is really, really good. Right, yeah, I think I'll put that on my uh, two-watch list. It's um, well, if you have one for you for you Marvel fans, I'm going to guess you've seen this one, Warren. Um, TV series called The Boys. No, that came out last year. Oh, no, I've not actually seen that. No, I thought that would be this will be right up your alley. Cause I know you like, you know, but you like your kind of Marvel, DC, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Basically, it is about a group of superheroes. All right, okay. But let's be honest, you know, whenever you see a superhero portrayed anywhere, there are always these larger-than-life 
godlike character. Is it? Is it? Sorry, is it affiliated with like Marvel or DC, or just completely independent? You know what? I'm not entirely sure if it is affiliated with anybody. Um, uh, it is. I'm just doing a quick bit of research here. It doesn't like it is. I think this is just its own sort of little indep- thing. A little independent like sort of superhero movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But basically, I mean, the premise, if you look on Wikipedia, it's quite basic. It's uh, it's an American superhero web television series based on... Oh, there you go. It's actually based on the comic book of the same name, okay, which is... The, there must be a comic book called The Boys by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. I the name. Um, basically, it's a group of superheroes who, let's be fair, are quite flawed. Um, you've got this guy who's like the fastest guy in the world. And this kind of the opening scene is, you know, typical, this kid. He's talking to his girlfriend, chatting on uh, in you know, his job. And he's basically about to propose to her. You know, he'd go outside, he gets down on one knee, he's got a hold of her hand, and this, this fast guy's basically running. Yeah. And he doesn't see her. <laughs> And he runs right through her. Now, this guy is lightning quick. And all you see left after the nice, massive spray of red is this guy basically holding on to her hands. And there's nothing else there. So this wow. guy takes revenge. He kind of wants to you know, like get revenge against him, obviously. And it basically shows that superheroes themselves also have flaws. It's... Um, it's a really good series. It just kind of show like how things build up, and I guess if there was kind of sort of like politics in being a superhero, how that could come to light. Yeah, it's a yeah, well worth a watch. It is a web based series. It is on Amazon Prime at the moment. All right, uh, okay. it has been renewed for season two as well. Um, and yeah, it's it's again it make you laugh or make you cry. It's a great, great movie, um, TV series even. Uh, it actually has Simon Pegg in it as well. Um, for a little bit, again, he's plays a great little character. It's, I, I yeah. absolutely love Simon Pegg. I could talk for hours about his films. Couldn't we all? I think we'll definitely get a, a Pegg one of the next couple of podcasts. Yeah. Um, so many of his movies just are oh, split, side split and comedy. He's a great actor. Yeah. Um, I think for this, I think, you know, if we're going to call anything now, I think, I think we should do a bit of a comparison, Warren. What do you reckon? Right, go on. I'm, I'm, so, I'm up for this. We're all up for this one. So, speaking of superheroes and comic books. Yes. A, a great movie back in the 80s it's just screams 80s at you is Judge Dredd. Yep. Starring something like Sylvester Stallone compared to the remake of Dredd. Now, oh. that's it. You see the other two. I mean, both in my opinion, fantastic movies, you know. Um, you know, today, his was really, you know, his version of Dread was quite good, but then Carl Urban, yeah. uh, he, he played a, such a different character, which I'm, See, again, I'm not a big reader. I, apparently I, he I, I am torn genuinely over this, right, because I love Stallone. Yep. Love every movie he does. I think he's brilliant. I mean, 
Rocky alone, mate, I could talk for hours about the Rocky films. Well, um, we'll come to that later on, I yeah. think. Yeah. Dread. Dread. The, the original Judge Dread. Brilliant movie in its own right. Um, yeah, I mean... The second one, I thought, was a lot darker. Yeah, and I definitely me, agree. For me, I I kind of side with that version for, for the grittiness. Yeah, I get that. Um, um, and another sort of film to compare it with it'd be uh, Robocop and the new one now I'll be honest I never saw the new Robocop so not many people actually did like the new Robocop film but, but I, mean, I, I, I think it's, it's as brutal because the old ones are brutal oh, yeah. um, I had nightmares over the second one so the new yeah. one's kind of a different take on it um, and Basically, it plotted through it. Um, they basically have this uh, news anchor on the news who keeps like telling these stories about stuff, and it's Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> and he plays you. I mean, anybody who ever sees Samuel L. Jackson in anything knows how much of a kooky bastard he is. Oh yeah, he is. I mean, how many times have you seen motherfucker? Let's be bad. You see motherfucker? I think. Do you know something? I think he does towards like the end. He has to. It's a real. But on, honestly, mate, I mean, the only film like I didn't like Snakes on a Plane with Samuel Jackson. Ah, uh, to be fair, I've never. I kind of stayed away from that one because I knew it wasn't going to be good. Nah, but um, no, it's, it's it's kind of a little side part for him in this film, and is is really is it just makes the movie a bit. But yeah. like, it's a lot more. Uh, like tech-sided, I'd say, is this RoboCop than the originals? Simply because you know how far technologies come on. Well, yeah, um, and it's made for a modern audience. Well, yeah, um, but I think you know one thing. Can I just? But can we just appreciate how fantastic the CGI was? Like, was of the original RoboCop? Let's I be fair. Happily, I mean, that was, and I did a few months ago. I watched all the RoboCop films again, including yeah. the new one. It holds up. To this day, the Robocop movies still hold water. Yeah. Like, there's not many movies you can say that. No, you know, Terminator I mean, 2. So there's, uh, there's films out there, mate, right, that I could still happily watch now. Um, you know, the first few Terminator films, because like, the last few have been garbage. Let's in my not opinion. talk about that. Let's, yeah. let's not even. No. Um, <laughs> you know, any of the Batman movies. They yeah, hold, they hold up the test of time as well. I'm talking wrong. I'll, <coughs> this is a popular opinion, but I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of Bale. This Batman. I don't. I don't know what it was. Me, me and you might have to fall out after this <laughs> podcast. <sir. laughs> don't get me wrong. It's just. <laughs> so, 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 like for me, right? Yeah. I preferred. The grittiness of Bale. Yeah. Um, but I also liked Keaton. Yeah, I agree. And Keaton I find I find it hard to choose between the two. However, I mean, as much as people hated Val Kilmer mm-hmm. and George Clooney, yeah, Clooney. I would rather watch them two than you know who I'm going to say, don't you? Affleck? I swear to God, yeah, Affleck, mate. Oh my God, <laughs> that man vowed to never step foot in another superhero film. And look what he did. It was terrible. 
absolutely terrible. I mean, I watched Justice League film the other night. I'm not a massive DC oh. fan. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm all about Superman and Batman. Yeah. All the rest of it, mate. Not really interested in it, to be honest. I can watch, get away with Green Lantern at a push. Uh, Green Lantern, sorry, Green Arrow. Oh, yeah. Um, and that Flash. Was but the problem for me, mate, is like, you know, it's the production quality for me. The yeah. Marvel, the Marvel oh, Universe anyway. films, right, are like the production quality on them is amazing. And then the DC yeah. just seem to let themselves down. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, it's when you look at a Marvel movie, you know you're going to get greatness. Um, yeah. I mean, with Marvel, and again, I'll say this as well, again, I hold very unpopular opinions. I still think that... Um, Ed, was it Ed Game, the second last one? Or was it what was the, the second last one? Oh. The Avengers? Was it um, was it Endgame or the other one? My, oh, I swear to God, my my mind. Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. And I'm gonna be honest, personally, I still think that was overrated. Um, and also speaking of Batman, I wish you know who the next Batman's going to be. Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame. I think he will actually do a fantastic job. Yeah. So like. Some of the um, because there's not been a lot published about it. No, very little. But from from what I understand, it's quite like an old school looking Batman suit as well. And the thing is, Robert Pattinson. Everybody's he's. I say everybody. He's done it to himself. You have certain movies, actors who are typecast. You know, like you know, Robert Pattinson will always be the sparkly vampire. Yeah. Robert, Daniel Radcliffe will always be Harry Potter and yeah, you know, Sheldon I, Cooper. It'll be the same. I always get concerned like when major movies announce certain actors for films and it's like, yeah. just, just no. But then if you look uh, at Dark Knight, who would have ever thought Heath Ledger could have done a job like that? See, if, if right, so if, if we're... Uh... If we're gonna discuss him and let's go down the the Joker route, I am I am extremely torn with Joker actors, right now. Right, okay. Ledger, right, absolutely amazing. I mean, that he bloke blew that role you know, away. firing a role that ended up killing him. Literally, yeah. Um, I mean, he was amazing. His portrayal of the Joker, the madness. Like, that was, I'll be honest, I say I'm not a big comic book fan, but he, it was the first time I really got engrossed by a super villain character. I was like, oh, hello. He's got yeah. something there. He, he, draw you, he drew you in. He had no choice but to be broken. He was amazing. He just blew that, blew that movie out of the water. Like, he was the best actor in that film. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a weird. It, see, the the one thing, right? I'll be honest. I've never seen Suicide Squad. No, oh, yeah. Um, and Jared Leto as Joker. Um, I've not heard many good things about him. To be honest, I'd probably have to watch because I know it's 
it's hard to compare them because they're all different versions of the Joker taken from different sections of like the the you know the, the comics. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it, people, a lot of people were surprised with Heath Ledger getting Joker, but like a lot of people had only ever seen him in Ten Things I Hate About You. Or Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, but I'd actually see because he did a few independent Australian movies. All right, okay. That were quite dark and dingy. So, like, for me, it wasn't really much of a shocker, if I'm honest with you. Um, so, I guess we knew Ledger more. It was, it was expected, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I, I genuinely thought it was brilliant. But that kind of... I'll always remember Ledger for that portrayal of Joker because you, you, you cannot fucking ever dismiss it. But, the timeless... I think the Dark Knight, for that reason, could become timeless. I, have, I actually have it. to go with the new Joker film that came out last year. Yeah, and now I'm going to get home my hands up. I haven't seen it, but I have heard lot, a lot from you as well. I, I basically went to see that with Oliver's mum. And we both obviously have our mental health issues, and I felt so drained after watching that film because that film is so to the bone when it comes to mental health. Oh, yeah. It makes you realise how much the society fails people with mental health. Um, I think, yeah. But yeah. and the thing is with that, a lot of people are questioning Whacking Phoenix basically getting that role. But that ma- that man is like such an underrated actor, it is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean I think one thing he did with the Joker, like with his betrayal, and as well the way the movie hall came about. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair, you look at things like even in the dark night, it's semi plausible. Yeah. You know, it's you look at something, let's be fair, but you know it's never. But in the Joker, that was believable. I think that petrified people going, hang on, if you get somebody who's that, it was like, it, messed up in the head. I mean, obviously, it, it was penned as like an origin story. Yeah. Um, but not actually 100% affiliated with any particular version of the Joker or Batman. Um. The only one thing that kind of sticks true in it is it the, there is the portrayal in there of you know Batman's parents dying, yeah, um, and a, a very very young Bruce Wayne in it, um, but that's literally the only sort of reference to sort of Batman that's in there. But what the film does, the film has you questioning you know how people with mental health are treated, but then it has you wondering, you know. Is this version of the Joker the actual Joker that features in Batman at some point, or is this, you know, is this some guy just, you know, going a bit doolally tap? Yeah. Is he really locked in an insane asylum all along? Because you know, towards yeah. like the end of the film, there's there's multiple people wearing clown masks and that, and it's like, you know, was Joker sort of an idea? Rather than a person. Okay, yeah. And it's it's quite it's it proper screws with your head, mate. Like the entire film has you questioning everything. Well, I think the other thing is, I mean, again, coming out with a point of ignorance of not seeing the movie, but from what people said to me, it kind of shows you as well. Like if you look at the Joker, he kind of comes from tragedy. But then you look at Bruce Wayne, who also comes from tragedy. And I guess it yeah. can show you that with these issues. You know, whichever way you deal with tragedy, you could go one of two ways. You can either go the superhero where you fight for what you believe in, 
and make good out of it, or you can let the negativity take over you and just become a bastard, let's be honest, you know? Yeah. I think it's, it's a good message to society, though. Yeah, it's it, it, it's crazy, isn't it? Right, so let's uh, let's move on to uh, video games. You played anything good recently? Uh, yeah, um, I kind of jumped on the whole bandwagon of GTA Five. It's now free online. Everybody buy it for free. So yeah, went on to Epic Games, bought uh, GTA Five for my PC, and start playing it on the Xbox. Um, <laughs> it's one of those games. It's it's just for me the replay value of GTA Five is fantastic. You know, yeah. I mean that, that, that thing spanned. It's going to span three generations of consoles by the time it's out on PS Five and yeah. One, I mean uh, Series X. I'll be honest. I would have probably ordered on every console as well. I already have it for the PS Three and the Four. Yeah. So I'm basically get it for the Five as well. I've got it somewhere on PC. I just can't remember where I purchased <laughs> it through. Yeah. That's it. You know, it is. It's one of those games where it does hold up. We do need a new GTA, and we do need a new one. I know it's going to be a few extra features and like on the PS5, yeah. but it's time for a new one. We've had Grand Theft Horse, you know, being Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, we've had that. It's time for a new GTA. Yeah, you know, there's there's definitely development going on. You but you know, Rockstar they always keep the cards very close to the chest. Yeah, yeah, um, they do. So I think you know, it won't be too long. We I mean, the PS4. It hasn't had a new GTA yet. It's had GTA Five. Yeah. Again. It's time for GTA Six. It's time. Well, I think I know it's that it's technically been out on the PS4 twice because it's got the PS4 version, and then you've got the PS4 Pro version. Yeah. Which Fair play. Yeah. It's basically, I mean, the PS4 Pro version's a toned down version of the PC version. Yeah. And then the PS5 version is going to basically be the PC version. PC version. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to Max Graphics, everybody. <laughs> hey, we've been expecting you for several years. <laughs> well, it's like it was like the Sims, wasn't it? Back in the day, like they made the Sims, then they made about a million different expansions, and you I bought t- them. I tell you, some of mate, that, that is a right money racket. Oh, I tell you, you bought them. I bought them. I bought every expansion pack. Twenty I quid a pop. I kid you not. There is a game on Steam. Um, it's a train simulator game, and if you were to buy all the add-ons for it. Yeah, you're talking double. Uh, you're talking four figures. Wow. I mean, I think that's it. I mean, I thought speaking of Steam and their uh, great games that are coming out again soon. Can I make just a quick mention of the Command and Conquer games that are being remastered, oh, coming out later this year? Oh, that's my childhood in a box. That one. It's out. Is it out? Yeah, it's out, man. Oh, that's my back balance going out tonight. Um, yeah, that was my childhood. Red Alert was amazing. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if you feel the same way about that. See, it, basically, I've, I've had a quick blast on the uh, the remaster, and it's good because yeah. it starts out in normal mode, like the original, and you hit space bar, and you get the, the nice new graphics, and you've got a choice between the original soundtrack and a new version. Oh, you see... Yeah, that's it. I just, I just it was one playing of with the nice new shiny graphics and the old audio is the way I do it. <laughs> you have to, oh, you can't beat that old audio. Yeah. It was perfect. Those cutscenes were great, like real people, real actors, and yeah, tell you about what a place. Yeah. Oh, it was so. Oh, but yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've been playing several games recently. I can't seem to like just sit on one. Yeah. Um, so you've got, 
I, I won't go into them too much because like people can just look up online. But Death Stranding on the PS4, uh, made by Hideo Kojima, absolutely amazing game. Amazing game developer as well. Um, that guy. But what do you do about yeah? Yeah, I know. Then I picked up a, a game called Days Gone. It's a zombie survival game. It's great. Absolutely Excellent. amazing. Um, basically, a larger scaled version of the Xbox's zombie game, which is State Dead Rising. Decay. No, no, State of Decay One and Two. Oh, State of Decay. Okay. These these are more like open world community builder sort of games, whereas like you know, oh. uh, Dead Rising is mint though. Like the the array of like weapons you can build to kill zombies with is off the chain, mate. It is insane. Oh. I'll show you the uh, demo of Dead Rising. You always knew exactly where the katana was, and that was your first mission. Get up to the roof, yep. get the katana, yep. and go slicey, slicey dead. Yeah, it was mint. Um, but I, I, I tend to like sim games as well, and other sort of like, you know, like No Man's Sky. They've just, like, there's a new update out for that that basically makes it multi platform between PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. All uh, right, yeah. Um, that, the, that was a huge open world one, wasn't it? Yeah, the one that flopped at the beginning yeah. because the I mean they've de- they've delivered now most of the stuff they promised, mm. um, and it truly is a remarkable game for such a small studio. Yeah, I think part of the problem is obviously it promised so much, yeah, it delivered so little. I think it put a lot of people off. Yeah, but I absolutely it's one of my favourite games now. Um, yeah, that and then uh, Subnautica. Which is okay. it's like an underwater survival sort of game. It's 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 quite a lot of fun actually. So I've just been chilling out playing that on an evening. Good call. I, mean, I think one of the games I'll be honest, I haven't played it for a while, but I think the game that's taken the most of my time over the last few years has been uh, Destiny. See, uh, Destiny now, one, Destiny two. I I bought into Destiny one right because I thought that game was going to be amazing, and I was so disappointed. I think the problem is and Destiny one. Don't Destiny- get me wrong. Destiny 2, I didn't really feel much better, to be honest with you. See, I prefer Destiny 1 over Destiny 2. I was a huge fan of the original Destiny. But Destiny for me only works if you have the right group of people to play with. Yeah. It's the same as a lot of those kind of games like World of Warcraft. Don't get me wrong. Stunningly beautiful. A beautiful game to play. Oh, so you get a level twenty. Me, me and you are going to have a disagreement about that, sir, because I hate that game. But visually, you can't say you can't say it's a beautiful game. Visually. It's, it's horribly designed. Oh, badly, yeah, badly designed. But when you look at actual visit, like visually looking at it, you go all around, you fly on a griffin. It's quite sweet to look at. I don't know. It's See, aesthetically pleasing. I much prefer Final Fantasy Online, if I'm going to be honest with you, because Final Fantasy <sighs> for me is much better. See, this is where we do always have documents and games. We always do. Final Fantasy, I appreciate the genius of it. But I'm not a big fan of that whole turn-based kind of fighting game. But you see, the new ones are turn-based. Yeah, I have heard of taking that off, which is great, which I think that would get me to play it. Well, I, I, on a, I mean, on about Final Fantasy quickly, I, I managed to pick up Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10, 12... 14 and 15 on the PS4, so I'm kind of tied into that console for a bit now because I need to play through them all. <laughs> well, that's it, but don't forget about Command & Conquer as well. You know, you yeah, to... I know. I definitely need to uh, have, a, have a crack at that. Well, everyone, that's it for this week. 
thank you all for joining us and we will catch you again on the next podcast until then stay safe and look after each other later Warren later Neil I get lost inside my thoughts and when I start to think you have been listening to Oliver's Legacy Podcast if you would like to reach out to us you can find us on Facebook at Oliver's Daddy Wings and Rainbows